All right, everybody, welcome to the 344th edition of the Holy Backboard Podcast. I am Dustin here in sunny Rip City, and I got my man Sage chilling live and direct. Um, you know, we had to had to do some more content, man. The draft's almost here, so this this, this draft content's kind of running its course. So we want to get as many episodes as possible before the big day of the NBA draft and later this month. I mean, it's not just the draft. It's having the number three overall pick. And in my lifetime, I was born in 85, been consciously, shut up, you're old as hell too, been (laughs) consciously aware of the Blazers since about 1990. And to my knowledge, I don't think the Blazers have had a top three pick since 1980. I know they had a bunch in the 70s outside of 2005 which they had the third pick and they traded down to six, obviously passing on Chris Paul and Darren Williams to an extent. And then in 2007, getting the number one overall pick, taking Greg Oden, obviously passing on Kevin Durant. So this has like consumed me in in the most positive way. Like as, as a new father, you have all of these new responsibilities. You've got your own fears. How are you going to raise this child? Is he started to turn over at night? So like making sure he's, has a a pocket way to breathe, like just all these fears, but all these hopes and, you know, joy, a ton of emotions, also a husband, also a friend, a son, also got a job. So it's important for me to have things that I can take my mind off of, that I can just at night, sit down, watch some YouTube, look at some mock drafts, dive into these players. Like the Blazers are my hobby life, like Blazers and Oregon Ducks football. Like that, that's, that's, that's that's what I make time for. My time, I just, I, there's not a lot of it right now. So what I try and do is like, those are the two that I really want to dive into. We were discussing this beforehand. Like I haven't really had time to watch a lot of the, uh, baseball or Blue Jays baseball. I've only caught like two WNBA games this year. So it's, it's, it's a, it's just a different time. And I, I I'm loving it. But also, like the Blazers are that important to me that I'm I'm making time for them. And what it comes down to is this draft is so exciting. Like the number three overall pick, like that's I think too many people are just like, oh yeah, third pick in the draft. Look at like history, like players that have came at that third pick. It is disgusting what that pick has landed over the course of time, whether it's Alonzo Mourning, Michael Jordan. I mean, you can go back to Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid. Like there's obviously there's hits and there there's misses. But at the end of the day, that pick is producing, right? And the Blazers now have a chance to really set themselves up for the long term. I will say this as a caveat before we dive into this. It is a bit heartbreaking anxiety inducing just a little frustrating that we landed this asset i would say the second best asset the blazers have had in my lifetime behind the number one pick in 2007 that there is a fear that they could trade this pick for a fringe all-star a player who's never even made an all-star team just to appease uh, a superstar player who's about to turn 33 next month all all due respect to damian lillard but this is a massive asset and i hope the franchise the front office they treat it as this massive asset because 
it doesn't come around often. Clearly, three times it's it's happened since I've been born, and I'm I'm pushing forty, right? It, it just it, it doesn't happen. So don't just don't just give it away to make the second round of the playoffs. I, I know we are in a a win now society. I know we want results now. We don't want to wait. But shit, Shade, we've been waiting since two thousand for a contender. That's twenty three years. I can wait five extra years. Like I'm fine waiting five more years. We've already waited 23. What's the rush now? Just to get to the second round and then push that timeline back another decade? That that I'm not cool with. So I want to keep this pick. I want to see what the Blazers can do with it. However, the purpose of this episode is there are a lot of scenarios that could happen. Obviously, landing one or two would have been ideal. You can control your destiny to... uh to to a limit if you have those picks specifically uh one with with what the Spurs lucked into and then two the Hornets they then could they know that players off the board and when Madama the rest of the board is up for grabs and you can really dictate the draft so three gives you a lot less control but there are so many scenarios out there where the Blazers can add talent they can add assets they can add a player so it's not cut and dry what they do with the third pick. And obviously having a prospect like Brandon Miller be in this draft, who is considered a top three prospect, but also have legal issues that throws another hurdle into the decision-making process, which I, I think also includes more scenarios down the line. So what I did Sage, and I told you beforehand, make sure you have the ringers mock draft up, Tankathon's mock draft up. I have nine trade scenarios for you that all involve Portland receiving at least one current draft pick back. And why I wanted to have at least one current draft pick back, because I wanted to see who you would draft with Portland with, with, the, with that pick. So a couple of caveats before we before we get going. You and I both know that Scoot Henderson is the prospect that we desire the most. In all of these scenarios, he is not available at three. He is gone at number two to Charlotte. So he is removed from, from all of these uh, exercises. So we take so that into... So am I comparing into- your, the trade in terms of value to Amen Thompson? Like, the value well, Brandon I, Miller? Who, whoever you... I, I think Amen's better. I, 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 I think Amen's better by a, a while. Look. This is just... The, these trades are just... I'm going to have right. you dribble, pass, and shoot. All right, let's dribble do Dribble is yellow light. Pass, red light, stop, no, green light, I'm, I'm letting that fly, right? Mm-hmm. This is, so not only how the temperature of how you're feeling on these trades, but then what would you do, right? Let's say you get pick number 18, whatever, but who are you taking there? And so why it's important that I had you bring up those mock drafts, because you're going to use them as a guide. And you can't pick a player, let's say you really want Taylor Hendricks, and he's going at 10 and we have pick 12 that doesn't work. Like he's gone off the board. So Mm -hmm. the player has to be on the board on one of those two mock drafts for you to be able to select them. Okay, let's do it. All right. All right. So there are nine trades. I just kind of wrote them down as they came to me. So there's really no rhyme or reason uh, why one goes, one goes first and, and the other goes. 
Um, I will also um, give you my answers after I hear from you, but you didn't want any sort of preliminary notifications on the scenarios. You just you just said ambush me. So I said, all right. So I, I've been wanting to do this for a while. These are these are the things that that keep me up at night, whether I'm feeding my son or, you know, just getting ready to go to bed. It's like, hmm, what would happen if like I am a I I'm one of those folks that have internal monologues. So these are the things if we're going for a walk or whatever, I'm like. Olga's maybe talking about something else and I'm just probably off in fantasy draft land. Like what, what are you going to do with, with these scenarios? So I'm really excited to dive into this episode. I hope our listeners will enjoy it as well. This is all fictional mock trades. Um, I love mock drafts. I love mock trades. Um, kind of hey, live for this stuff. I, 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 I've been, I know I'm very familiar with tankathons. I wasn't that familiar with the ringers and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so we reference, and the reason I, I chose those two is because we reference those two every time we do a Future Friday. So it yeah. only makes sense to keep them in the rotation um, as as a guideline. So the first trade, talking to Orlando, three, four, six, and eleven, dribble, pass, shoot, and what do you do with those picks? Because in, in all of these scenarios, the trade is complete. It's going through, and I want to get what you would do with those picks. I would. Here's the deal with me. I feel like three is very, very valuable. Like we've stated above, I'm I'm okay with that trade. But I would want to like. Could we add Wendell Carter Jr. and then get you put Nurkic to Orlando? Like, is there a way that we can manufacture it to get Wendell Carter and six? Like, because that's that's if Scoot's there, if Scoot's gone, I would take that. But I feel like. With what you're asking me, that isn't there, but I would I would do it. Let me look. Okay, so are you, are you dribbling or, or shooting it? I, I I would. Is there such thing as hesitantly shooting it? No, that's dribbling. That's yellow light. Okay, you're cautiously I, pre- you're, you're proceeding with caution. I'm proceeding with caution, but I would really like to score. What if Wendell's part of it? I do it in a second, but with this, I I dribble it, but I, obviously I would. You know I'm taking my Boo Bear Jairus. He is available Jairus, on Tankathon. Okay, you have Jairus Walker at six. Yeah, he's available on Tankathon. He is not available on a Ringer. Who are you going at right. 11? Let me look who's... Because I think this, to me, is this particular scenario is where it gets this into no man's the, land. Because I my eight of my nine prospects would be gone by pick 11. And... One of the prospects is, is Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, and I, I, just, I don't think 11 is great value for him. So this is the hang up for me. This is the toughie. Yeah, this is the definite toughie. In this draft, like in my perfect world, we trade Anthony along in it, this. It's just, just this. Scenario. I know. I know. I know. It There's is more, more scenarios going. We got to. I know. I know. Keep... I know. This, this is just one move. So think of it I, in a vacuum. I've. um. And I don't feel good about this. It's between Grady Dick and Kaysen. And I think I'm going Kaysen for the defensive. Like we can put him in the Gary Payton role and have him develop more playmaking and, and uh, shooting. So I, I would go, I would go Jarris and Kaysen Wallace with the six and 11 pick. But Grady Dick's an option because of the shooting, but. I'm just I'm so tired of watching our defense be awful. So I feel like having a legitimate point of attack defender has his uses. 
Jordan Hawkins is available, but uh, it is also in my head. But where is he getting minutes with Shaden having needing his aunt if we didn't trade him having his? So I felt like Kaysen as a backup point guard could could be kind of like the Davion Mitchell of our team. But what what did you have? If it were me, I'm dribbling this very hesitantly, even more hesitantly than you because of of the the problems at pick 11 uh-huh. just there's not great value there like i don't think there's value really from from 9 to 20 mm-hmm. like i think you can get a guy at 24 who's just as good as a guy at 11 he's just like so, a year older yeah so that's that's why i would i would dribble this and i only dribble this if if i'm not sold on a men thompson but i, I am sold yeah i i, 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 I would I, I rather like men's better actually you know what i've i've talked mess i would I would pass this. I think it, I think it's fair value. I would rather roll the dice on an Amen Thompson and Shaden Sharp backcourt than get Jairus Walker and maybe like a Bilal Koulibaly, like who played with Victor Wembanyama. And like to me, I know you love Jairus. I still think he projects as a super duper high end role player. I think when you're Portland and you've only picked in the top three, three times in the past, what, 40 plus years? You have to take a little bit more of an upside swing. And I just, I fear that if we trade down, we're going to relive 05 all over again. Because we got, you know, we got Martel Webster and Jarrett Jack. Like at the time, it's like, oh, okay. You know, we didn't, we didn't need a point guard. I, I, I roll the dice on Amen Thompson. But because of the rules I stated, if I had to go through with the trade, I am taking Jarris Walker at six. I think he's got DPOY potential. And then I would take a upside swing with uh, Kulabale at I number just, 11. I've never watched him, so it's just like... You know what, Sage? I haven't seen a lot of him either, but uh, foreign players, great length, upside, athleticism. I, I automatically think of Batum because he's from France. I'll take that any day of the week. Um, and I also like I like fast risers in, in the draft for the most part. I, I, I like that aspect. And like I said, there's really... I, I thought about Jet Howard. I thought about Jordan Hawkins. I thought about Derek Lively. But to me, those prospects are more in like the the twenties, and mm-hmm. not Hawkins. But we don't need Hawkins in, in that a- aspect. He's so a huge luxury. That's what I would do there. Second scenario: Portland and Toronto. Portland trades number three, Anthony Simons and Yusuf Nurkic. Portland receives number thirteen, Pascal Siakam and Precious Achua. I don't do it. I like a men more. But if I had, I, I I wouldn't do this trade because I think that it 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 limits the options the Blazers have for future development, and it kind of lowers the ceiling to a certain length where a men just is a a riser if we develop him right. So I wouldn't do this. But if I had to, so this is this is a. Uh, I'm passing it, right? Yep. Okay. I forgot the rules of our game that we created. So, yeah, I passed this one. But if I had to do it for the exercise at 13, I would go Nick Smith or. Uh, you got only one player. You only yeah, I'd go player. Nick. If he's gone, I'd go Kobe Bufkin. But I would go Nick Smith first. Okay. But I wouldn't do this right. I, I pass as well. A couple of things. Siakam is. Closing in on 30. 
you're also trading your only two tradable contracts in Anthony Simons and Yusuf Nurkic. So now you are firmly entrenched with a, a starting lineup of Dame, Shaden, Jeremy Grant, Pascal Siakam, and Precious Achua. I don't think that's a difference maker in the Western Conference. And you then think you it also forty five. It's it's hard because forty five means different to me than than it means now. Like forty five in, in quote unquote my era was like slightly above average, but you're seeing teams win forty five, and it's like home court advantage now. I don't know. I don't think it's a home court advantage team. I also don't love the fit with Jeremy Grant or and Pascal Siakam, and. You have a lot of depth issues. The same thing you have now. And this year's never been healthy. You just don't have a lot of pop off the bench. You don't have many other options to improve the team. But again, if I'm forced to make the trade, oh, and also Siakam's contract is really uh, coming to an end very shortly. So then you have to face another super scenario like Jeremy Grant. We like if the hope and pray they they say yes and want to stick around. But if we do have to make the trade. At this point in the draft, I am I am definitely taking Jordan Hawkins yeah, yeah. At, at 13 because you need some offensive. Some shooting on the stamp team. You need some shooting off the bench. You need a six-man-of-the-year type because Matisse Thibel, Cam Reddish, Nasir Little, Jabari Walker, Trenton Watford, where's the scoring there? There, There is no scoring. No. You need a player like, like Hawkins, so that's what I would do. Um, but we both pass on that one. The next trade is just with Orlando again, but it's Anthony because they can absorb his contract for the number six overall pick. So you get the number do three it, do pick. It, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. So I want to know who you take at three and who you take at six. Oh, yeah. I, I shoot that from like half court and it goes in. Uh, I take I take a minute three. I got to see if Ringer has it. Man, this is this this is pulling on my heartstrings because at one spot I think Jairus, and then the, the then I think a sword is twin brother. So this is where it's difficult for me. But do you think it would be beneficial for the twins to play with each other in the pros, or do you think they need to be? I split think they up? might need to be split up. I I mean they played together for so long, and I think that Amen, like what he is great at is handling the ball and being a decision maker. I do think you that. Think- a sword doesn't get a chance to spread exactly, his wings and fly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I think I go Jarris. Yep, I, I think that's easy. I think you shoot that from half court, uh, hold the follow through, take a minute three, take Jarris at uh, six, and I think it gives you the best of both worlds. You can take your upside swing with a men Thompson, but then you also get a super, I think, safe pick in Jarris Walker, who was also going to fill a position of need down the road playing that four giving you incredible defense and playmaking. So you've just got a hyper-athlete and a man who sees the floor incredible, incredibly well. you got Shaden Sharp, who is going to project to be your, your alpha. And then you've got Jairus, who can kind of almost fill in that, that Draymond Green type of role. So you can kind of see the vision and what Portland is is doing with And we got a that, whole lot better passing, too. Just like that roster overhaul. Like the playmaking has improved. Like before, it was just Damian Lillard, and then Jeremy Grant's doing it for himself. Now we have a men and Jarris who can both. Pass. Like we're gonna, ha- we're building a Golden State esque like passing lineup that you know I couldn't wait to. I can't wait to see like shading off ball with a men and and a uh, Jarris running pick and roll and him dotting him in the corner for open threes. But yeah, I, I, I think the Twins in the NBA probably should be separated but you know like my board 
serves ahead of Jairus, but Jairus, like we, all of our talent, if I took both Thompson twins, is in the guard position. Now we at least have talent in the front court. Another trade with Orlando. This time it is Anthony Simons again going home to Florida. But in, instead of number six, Portland gets 11 and Wendell Carter Jr. Ooh. I do it. I, I think Wendell, as long as we have a place Wendell's for a win now player too. Yeah, right? As long so as that, we have, that serves the Damian Lillard agenda as well. As long as uh, Yusuf goes, because I think well, that's a lot of money. Yeah, to that's, that, that would be a follow-up move yeah. for sure. But in, yeah. in a vacuum, this deal. I think we win 50 games with Wendell at five. So I, I, I would do it. Yeah, I, I would. Because we, Ant is good, but he is also a humongous speed bump to Shaden Sharp. So I think and I, I think that's that. I think that's solid value for Anthony Simons. Like, I think he's being undersold in a lot of these mock trades, it's especially bad, when you're yeah. looking at like, Three and Ant for Pascal or Mikhail Bridges. I'm like, beat, beat back the truck up. Like, Mikhail and Pascal aren't worth three alone. And then you want to throw in Anthony Simons, a 20, 25 point per game scorer under the age of 25 who has handle Elite and can shoot, up, shoot the shit out of the ball. Elite. So, yeah, he's, be, he's being super undersold. I think this is proper value. Um, I would rather do six than get Wendell back um, just because of the prospects here. Um, so who are you taking at 11 then? You're doing this trade, right? Yeah, I would do this trade because I th- I think that it's I think that it's a win now trade for Dame, but also Wendell's a very good play. I he might and not He's young. Wendell's yeah. young. It, he I think he's like a top 50 NBA player right now. And the rec specs make him top 45. So I would I would do this trade and what we get 11 yes. in this scenario. You know what, bud? I think we lose a lot of shooting. I would take Jordan Hawkins. Because we, lo- we, lo- we we just talked about how elite Ant is at pull-up shooting. Now, Jordan isn't going to be a pull-up shooter. He's going to be a re- relocation shooter. But we are losing a shitload of shooting in this lineup. I mean, Wendell can shoot. But I, 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 would, I would want Jordan Hawkins off my bench. I think Anthony to Orlando is the best fit. I think it just makes sense. I, yeah. I think... Honestly, in any scenario, I can't imagine. So the only scenario in which Portland keeps Anthony scoots off the board, you draft Brandon Miller and Dame says he wants out. That way you you need some sense of, of a of a floor general. Yeah. Um, so in any sense, I think there is a need to move off of, of Simons. I, I think he's more of a two than a one. And yeah, I, I think the that you need to clear the runway for, for Shaden Sharp to to take off it's not the worst trade in the world i i kind of feel how you were with that first trade i i, I gave you like i'm gonna dribble but I'm, I'm leaning towards um shooting it so I'm, I'm kind of in that 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 gray space if i were to do this though i see it's just that pick 11 it's just throwing me for a loop all of the i mean if you do the trade you're missing out on a shooting guard it on the roster so we we have we, we, so, so we have a men you got Shaden. You know what? I would probably take a player like, because just value wise, and we we can't trade down in this exercise. So I, I think Jet Howard is too high here. I might go Grady Dick because if you've got a men and Shaden, you're going to have good defense there. 
you could hide Grady Dick. He has the best form in the draft class when it comes to shooting the basketball along with along with Hawkins. He's he's tall. He's he's athletic. I, I think there's rebounding potential there. I I think at I think he could be a, a Michael Porter Jr. type of player. I think he's um, a little bit better defensively. Yeah. Yes. Without the back issue. So if you imagine Michael Porter Jr., slightly, slightly better defender, no back issues. You you, you take that player. Um, and I just think of all of the looks he's going to get off of the gravity that a men in shade and pull, like you need floor spacers. Like not everyone can be a high level defender. Uh, so I, I would feel pretty confident there if that was the move. And then you also got Wendell who could play good defense. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I would, would do there. All right. I think we're done with the Orlando section of the trades. Uh, here is just an interesting one. I kind of looked at teams with multiple first round picks and maybe future first round picks. And, uh, I went over to Utah. So Portland trades three and Keon Johnson, they get nine, 16 Minnesota's 2025 unprotected first and Ochai I would say no, but the unprotected first is very sexy to me. But I, I think a men's just better, so I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I, I would I would pass that and allow for a fast break turnover on the other side. Like I I a men's too good. You need to uh, who who are you taking though with those picks though? Nine and sixteen. If the if the yeah, even nine, like in both mocks, the players that I would want are gone. Like I would want Jarris, I'd want a sir, I'd want Taylor, and they're all gone on both mocks. So even that doesn't really make me happy. Yeah, this makes me want to do it even less. Looking at like what's there from nine to 15 is like, no, 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 no. I was thinking, would you trade Ant? To, no, no, you no, no. This I is, would not I, do this. Then but, I need to know who you would pick of those picks. We got to stay on, stay on trade. Uh, hey, so you've already Wallace. got you've already got young wings. You've already got young wings and Shaden and and, and Ochai. So you've you've got that locked up. Yeah, I want I'd want Kason, and then what was the other one? Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. I have Jet so much higher than Chris, so I'd go Jet. But I, I don't do this one because of what the nine through fifteen is. It's yeah, I, I would agree. I, 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 I pass. Um, if Ochai were maybe three inches taller, that's that's a different story. I, I still think it's a, a little bit not as great of a fit with with Shaden. I think they're they're not similar, but I don't think Ochai does enough differently for that to be the, the needle mover. Twenty twenty five is, is is cool, but. You just you just don't know, right? Like it's there's way be more a, certainty with this. It's a fantastic asset, but you have a chance to build some something special with Shade and Sharp now. Yeah. Um and then the so picks I right would, now kind of suck. Yeah, I would pass just because nine and sixteen is a little bit rough of with, with who was available. Um if you could get Taylor Hendricks at nine, would would that potentially? I still um, think the men's better. Yes. So at nine, I would probably take, and I'm not even, I'm not even a fan of this player, but just because value wise, I would take Anthony Black, hope, hope and pray that he turns out to be Josh Giddy. So you get some good size next to Shaden. 
And then 16, I, I go with, with Bilal Koulibaly. Um, total upside picks alongside the board. Um, length, athleticism. Try to go in a complete opposite direction. But yeah, I, I don't love this this trade with Utah. I don't think they're a, a great partner. I think when you look at it value-wise, just like on paper, it's fine. But draft night comes and those players are off the board. It, it like now if, if yeah, if like Cam Whitmore or Asar Thompson, or Taylor Hendricks maybe slides a, a spot, then you can maybe talk me into it. But again, uh, it's going to take a lot to pull me off of the, that number three pick. Here's, I think, a really fun one, especially with Scoot Henderson off the board. Portland and Detroit, you've got number three and Keon Johnson going to the Motor City. Detroit in return sends number five, Jalen Duran in a future second round pick. Dribble pass shoot. Now you're going to talk about one of the guards, and then I was going to be excited. Um, say it again for me. Three and Keon for five, Duran in a future second. Is it Detroit second? Because sure. Detroit's, Detroit's second is like a fucking... A future second round pick. Future yeah. second round pick. Oh, Whatever. Just into the into, into the, the Cosmics. And do they take Brandon? Because you, have you just got to go. You got you got to go by the mock drafts. Who's ever there at five, you can take any of the mock drafts. I'm think I would think about it. So you're dribbling this one, but I wouldn't do it. I would think deeply and then pass it. But it, it, it's interesting. I just there's a huge difference. So are you are you coming around to Amen? Because Asar's yeah. three on your board. I think Amen's three, Asar's four, and then Jaris is five. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, you would. I thought you would do this in a heartbeat to get a Sar Thompson. No, I, I think a men's better than what this is. What would, what has switched? I mean, we just did our big board like yeah, a I week know. ago. What what switched? If you don't mind me asking, the potential of him and Shaden Sharp together just being a absolute powerhouse. Yeah, it's it's something the NBA has never seen before yeah. from yeah. a backcourt perspective. So I, I think that a men's three, um. Uh, for me, like even if Brandon Miller didn't have legal issues, I think that a men is three for me. Like just the 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 potential of what he can do, and sh- with Shaden Sharp, like both of them fully optimized is like I I finally feel like the Blazers could be a championship team. You know if they make smart decisions throughout. You know, perfect world we get a men and trade and get Jarris so he can be that third, but. So, yeah, I, I value a men too much. Now, if you looked at the Ringers mock draft, you could have said, yes, Sage, I do this trade and I take a men Thompson at six because they have him going to Orlando. That's just wrong. Uh, I I agree. I don't think he falls to six at all. So that that was that was a loophole. Um, I would think long and hard about this one. Because Jay, I value Jalen Duran a lot. I wish we would have kept that pick that we <laughs> traded for Jeremy Grant and just sent it over to New York itself and and took uh, Jalen Duran. Um, but then you're starting. I don't think to, JD amounts to what a man can provide you. And if I did the trade, I I take my I take my boy. I take Jarris. Do you think Jarris and Jalen Duran can coexist in the same front court? Is that is that not enough shooting spacing? I think I, that I don't... Jarris is. I, I believe in Jarris's shooting. 
So I think that it could work. It's not perfect, but I think but he's not could. like a, a Jeremy Grant floor spacer. He's like, if you leave me open, I might hit it, but he's not I, someone I you're running. Like he's better than that, though. I think that his shooting is is good. So I, okay. I so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it, but I would I would definitely think Jairus. I And then I hope I, I take Jalen Duran to the damn shooting drill thing in 2K and have him, you know, get plus five or whatever the hell like I, I think both of them need to be competent shooters, but I think as Jalen Duran matures, I think his range is going out. But again, I don't think it's better than what a men and Shaden could do. I dribble this one. I shoot it. If the Blazers are dead set on drafting Brandon Miller at three, I'm more hesitant. If they're looking at a men, I really want a men Thompson. Um, but if they're like, we want Brandon Miller, I was like, no, let let let's do this, let's do this trade, and I would probably take. Mm. See, this is this is a fun one for me because I think you get your your center in in Duran, and I think I like Jarris Walker. He's number five on my board. I don't know if I love that fit. I might roll the dice and go like Cam Whitmore here at five. Um, just because he doesn't need he, all of his flaws, I think can be negated in a sense that he doesn't need to be the alpha. He doesn't need to be the primary playmaker. He doesn't have to be the number one, the number one dog. Like you can just let him go out there and just roam, right? Go roam, get in transition. You don't need to have a lot of, uh, isolation creations. Uh, you can just work with him, right? You're really banking on Shaden being that guy. So that's where I love Cam. Now, if you're drafting Cam to be a number one, you're going to be in trouble because he does have tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. He needs to fix it. But this draft is unconventional. And he is maybe one of the most unconventional prospects that, that I've seen. The force, the power, the second jump, uh, the, the age. He's 18. He's going to be 18 on draft night. One of only two prospects that are going to be 18 on draft night. Um, the athleticism with he and Shaden, uh, would just be phenomenal. So that's probably what I would do, but it really would depend on what direction the Blazers were actually going to go at, at three. Um, but I thought that was probably one of the most fun trades that I have here. Here is an unconventional idea, something that we discussed early on, probably right after the draft lottery results came out. This is the only scenario in this podcast where you yourself, Sage, get Scoot Henderson. Portland decides they're not going to wait on Charlotte. They're not all this talk that, you know, if Scoot comes, they'll, they'll trade him. They don't think it's a good fit. They already have Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, Baloney. They want to go up and they actually want to trade for Scoot Henderson. They want to get the number two overall pick. Portland trades three, 23, Anthony Simons. Charlotte trades two, Cody Martin and Kelly Oubre Jr. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, in the second. And this this has uh, this is like you have no idea what Charlotte's going to do. Charlotte could just take Brandon Miller, and you you've just given up everything for Scoot. This is this is it's it's Scoot it. insurance. This is Scoot like is state, it. state, it's like Scoot State Farm, right? I I actually was thinking this, and I forgot to text you. But out of all the point guards as prospects, not as NBA players, who is ahead of him in recent memory? I can only think of one, and that's Chris Paul. What's that's, recent memory? See, I don't think Chris Paul was that highly. Coveted, like coveted, but like he went fifth or he went fourth. Excuse me. Like Darren Williams went ahead of him. Like, I think there was a, a true j- debate there. Um, The point guards that come to my mind and I, I wouldn't say Russell Westbrook, he was actually 
in most mock drafts, Jared Bayless was ahead of him. When Seattle took Russell Westbrook, that I was I was kind of pissed because I thought he might have fell to Portland at 13 at that draft. It's odd that the point guards that I'm about to say are compared to Scoot, but Derrick Rose was highly coveted. John Morant would have gone number one had Zion not been in that draft. And the other one is John Wall. Like John Wall was fabulous at Kentucky his freshman year and was the clear-cut number one player. Those are the three point guards in, I think, since 2000 that have been up there with Scoot Henderson in terms of hype and prospect potential. And I think Scoot's better than all of them. The only, like, I remember, I remember watching Chris Paul at Wake Forest and thinking this is the best point guard I've ever seen. So maybe it's because I have this huge bias towards Chris Paul being my favorite player. But, like, Scoot, that I think guy. Of, I think of point guard prospects, like, Derrick Rose is the only one that rivals Scoot. And I, and, I, and I said it many times that I think he's better than Derrick. Because Derrick Rose was elite size. He had size on Scoot. He, I mean, he led Memphis to the national championship. Game. They should have beat Kansas that year. Like, he was... Everyone wanted Derrick Rose. Like Portland was one lottery number away from landing Derrick Rose. Like that, that was, that was the unconventional point guard at the time. And now those point guards are starting to become more conventional, which is like absolutely absurd. Um, But I would, I would do this. I think, and I would do this just because of how highly, like I, I said, it, Victor's in his own tier, Scoot's in his own tier after that. Like there's, that's tier one and tier two. There's no other tiers. Like, I, I think you have to really think about the, and, and if you're doing this Sage, right, you're probably trading games. You can recoup some of those assets that you had to give up like 23 and, and Simons. And I know that is a hefty price to pay, but seeing, seeing the interview, seeing the, the workout footage only reinforced that this kid is going to be a star, like potential MVP. You see this all the time in the NFL teams will overpay to go up to get the guy that they want. and. I think in this instance, Portland might regret just waiting and seeing what Charlotte does um, because that's, and maybe you can drive them down a cheaper bargain, but this is the trade that I, I, I don't think 23 just gets it done and Portland doesn't really have any other. Yeah. So it's, it, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I, I would, I would shoot this one just because of how much. I believe in the scoot and shade and backcourt and you build from there. You have 15 years to get that right. And like, we're talking about a men's potential. And I think scoot has that high of a potential, but also has a very, very, very satisfying center and floor where a men has a very absolutely frightening level of, of floor. He could be Keon Johnson. There is an absolute chance. I think scoot doesn't have that scary, potential of absolutely bottoming out i think scoot will always be good scoot was always going to be good so i have uh i i think that i would do everything i can to ensure that scoot henderson is on my team outside of shade, trading shade and sharp and i i, I mean Ant doesn't have a role with shade with shaden and scoot he just doesn't so like as like i know that we talked about his how good he is yes he is very good he wouldn't be very good with Scoot Henderson and Damian and Shaden on the court together. So I would trade it. I would trade every, like you could have added more and I would have still, still said yes. So yeah, all I, right, the I, last, I'm all about Scoot. The last two scenarios involve Oklahoma city because they have a plethora of mm-hmm. 
future first round picks, young talent. The first one, uh, outgoing number three, Keon Johnson, incoming 12, Santa Clara, Jalen Williams, and Philadelphia's uh, 2025 first round pick, top six protected. I still take him, man. Okay. He's, I mean, immense, men's too good. Who are you taking at 12? Uh, it, that, I mean, and also 12 sucks. <laughs> so who who's my backcourt if this scenario takes place? Shaden Damon Anthony. You still have Shaden Damon Anthony. You've all okay, those, so, all those so Jordan Hawkins isn't as and you have Jalen Williams at the three now, too. I'm taking Grady Dick. He's tall and can shoot. That team's gonna need wing shooters, so I'd go Grady Dick. But again, not I'm not happy with that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to not make you happy. I know it's all your fault. Uh, if this was, I think we got like when we talked about Jalen Williams being a blazer and us being okay with three, we didn't know as much as we knew about a men, a sir, and uh, Brandon. Like now that those those prospects are better than what Jalen Williams is, so I, I I think that I I don't make that trade. I if I I would probably not as well. Um, again, if Jalen Williams was six nine, I think that's a different conversation. But we've been so small in the backcourt for so long, so small in other positions. I want to have some positional size. But if I'm at twelve, I take Kulabale six seven, but he has seven three wingspan. I think he can move up to the four. I think he could run a really good. Lineup with he, Jalen, and Shaden, whatever who you keep at the point. Um, the second trade is similar, um, very similar, but it also goes back to our last year's draft coverage, which we did a lot of and f- fell in love with. No, fell in love with um, a lot of prospects in Oklahoma City. So, took a few that we liked. Uh, so, outgoing three, Keon, Nasir Little, incoming 12, Santa Clara, Jalen Williams, and Usman Jang. Okay. Do you value Usman more than the Philadelphia 2025 first? No. I, I value Usman much more than that that first round pick. Watching him, him very high on my board. He, he, he's young, yeah, yeah. Of course, there is going to be roadblocks for Usman. I, I, like he's yeah. a ways away, but that's I think Kulabale is as well. I think a lot of players in this draft are a ways away. So I'm you have to I would feel I, I would I'm I'm sticking with a man. On that one, if you gave me Chet, I would, I I would like it, but I would, I still wouldn't take it. Those scenarios wrapped it up. Um, Basically, you're gonna have to blow us away to get the number three overall pick. I don't think we said yes to too many of those deals. I don't think we said yes to any deals that involved number three. I think everything was just like Ant and six or Ant Wendell Carter Jr. and eleven. So it's like we want that three. Keep the pick, but if it's Brandon Miller, I might. But uh. I don't know, man. I just value three so much that it like you have to give me someone that's a top 20 player, not a top. So here, here's the thing with me. If I'm the Blazers, I want if, if you're going to strike out, I want to strike out swinging, not looking. And I think looking is, is trading down like you're just you're letting somebody else make that decision for you. You're letting the umpire make that decision. Was that ball or a strike? I want to take my own hack and I want to say. This is the best prospect that can help us win with Shade Sharp. 
do your own diligence, do your own research, trust your scouts and, and go down. If you're going to go down, go down swinging, like have no regrets. And I, I think that's important. I think, I think it's playing to win rather than playing not to lose. Um, we've just seen too many times where teams that trade down, get burnt. Um, anytime you're giving up the best asset in a deal, most of the time you're, you're, you're losing in that trade. That's just kind of how, how it ends up working. Um, before we sign off, just want to quickly touch on the Damian Lillard. I don't even know what to call it. Saga, drama, whatever adjective or verb phrase you want to add to it. Um, what do you think he gets out of giving all of these these interviews? Because it seems like every week he's on another podcast, another radio show. I mean, whatever, just, and they're asking him the same questions and he's obviously he's candid. He's, he's honest, but I think he's also smart enough to know that whatever he says, whether it's a one-liner is going to get taken out of context. It's going to get aggregated and it's going to go to all these sites. And now obviously GMs know where he stands. And I think they're, they, they smell chum in the water and and they're, they're circling Joe Cronin. And so I think it makes his job much more difficult um, because he's probably facing, he's already facing enough pressure to to make the right choice with this with this asset. And now you add on the layers of your superstar saying, "Do this, do this, do this." The media, whether whether he says he listens to it or not, I think it has an impact. And then you have you have fans who are just like myself, sick and tired of hearing the, the whole thing. Either either keep him, trade him, what what whatever, but. It's what do you think Dame gets out of this? Do you think he secretly like wants out because he's being so candid? Like he could easily shut it down and say, Hey, I'll do your interview. I'll do your podcast. I'll do your TV hit. We're not talking about the future. We're not talking about trades. He has the gravitas to dictate what happens in an interview. He just does. He plainly has the, he has like fucking 5 million followers on Twitter. He has a lot of, He's a top 75 player. He can dictate what is said in an interview. I've had to do interviews at radio stations a lot. And people that have a lot less followers, a lot less power in the world have had requests and demands of what they want to talk about. So I know for a fact that if he wanted to not talk about it, he could. Like, there's project there's production meetings in which he talks to whoever's in charge of Paul George's podcast or whoever's podcast, and they talk about what you can and cannot say. There are rappers and actors who are way less popular than him that say, I don't want to talk about the LL Cool J incident that ruined my career. Okay, we won't talk about the LL Cool J. So to see that Damian Lillard, a super duper star in the NBA, saying the things he wants to say it if he didn't want to say it he wouldn't say it but and i think that this is like the 2023 version of what happened in versus new orleans with anthony davis where you know like i felt like the media in terms of terrestrial tv was it was forcing new orleans to react and trading anthony davis i think this is more you know like dame has more creative control with podcasts and he's still letting it happen. So I think that I think he wants to leave. And I think that he doesn't want to be considered the bad dude. He doesn't want to be the bad guy of breaking up what he has in Portland. 
And I think Portland would like, I think Portland would like, uh, would be welcoming a, a split too. I think they, but they realize don't, they don't want to be the assholes that trade. You don't away the, yeah, you, you don't want to be the franchise that yep. trades the arguably yep. the greatest player of all time, easily the best ambassador to the city and franchise that has ever existed. Mm-hmm. And we, Sage, we we've said this since the playoff series against Denver. I think both sides would welcome a change of scenery. Neither wants to be the initiator, and it's going to come down to who blinks first. Like it, they're playing a game of chicken. Dame's just happened to do it in public. I, I don't think it suits anybody, any anywhere, any good. Like, yeah, just just chill. If you want to give a give an interview, just don't don't talk about it. Like it, talk about boxing and talk about whatever. But the fact that he is choosing to talk about it, it means that it he wants to not look like an asshole. But he like saying all this stuff. He could obviously like no no one. No production manager is going to ignore what he says. No one. Trust any professional dude, any professional uh, manager of a podcast or engineer. If Damien Slayer's like, nah, let's chill on trades. Let's, I have built roots here. I love it in Portland. Let's not talk about it. They wouldn't be talking about it. And to, to Dame's credit, he has said that he wants to be a blazer, but also to Dame's credit or disc whatever the opposite of that is, he has completely answered every other question, honestly. So it's like you're kind of getting two sides of, of the coin there. And it's I understand his frustration. I, I would be too if Neil O'Shea was my GM for for my nearly entire entire tenure, but nobody backed him into a corner and said, you can sign this mega extension that keeps you in portland nobody also told him to advocate for chauncey billups as the head coach when he clearly has shown he's not ready to be an nba head coach nobody advocated for him to to keep Olshay. like he could have went to paul allen and said hey i need a new gm no nobody forced dame to to play with cj that many years when it was clear they had a a clear ceiling of what they could accomplish so Dame's an interesting dude too. So you could talk about boxing with him. You can talk about hip hop, all the you music, talk about everything. Makes. Yeah. So it's like, if 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 he was on the holy backboard, I don't know how much basketball we talk. He's an interesting, smart man with many many interests: fatherhood, real estate, exactly. uh, dealerships, music, building roots in a city shoes. that isn't used to having. He's just doing construction on a new exactly. home in Portland. Like yeah. there's there's so many things you could talk about. Yeah, and I just. Honestly, I feel bad for the fans too because they're not used we, to we, this. We are now witnessing what Denver did with Carmelo, Orlando with Dwight, New Orleans with yeah. AD, yep. New Orleans with Zion, um, now Portland with with Dame. Like it's it's tiring, it's exhausting. It's even if you don't seek it out, that information comes back to you on, on your feed, and it's um. It's just it's not what we need to be hearing right now. Like let's let's be excited that we have this third pick and how can we build for the future? Um that's that's kind of where I'm at, but I just wanted to quickly touch on that um before we we wrap this one up. Uh your boys got to get back to work, got to give the the baby a bath. Uh but it was really fun to discuss these scenarios. I think we both agree um 3 is the way to go. Yep. And uh We'll probably we'll be back soon. I think that there's a point guard that we have to really dis- discuss because uh, 
he's quite good and I'm willing to trade the entire team in order to get him. So uh, be prepared for a Scoot Henderson episode in the relative future. We will be back and peace.